The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic and Paralympic partner, a founding partner of the Olympic Channel. Olympic Channel podcast. Hello, my name is Ed Knowles and this is the Olympic Channel podcast. Dorothea Vieira is a two-time Olympic medalist in biathlon. She comes from Italy, where she's put the sport firmly on the map in a country obsessed with things like football. She is a three-time world champion, including becoming world champion in Italy just a few weeks before the country was totally shut down by COVID-19. As the biathlon world restarts, I talked to her about a month ago about why it's important not to be fake online, the perfect mindset for shooting, and lots more. Olympic Channel Podcast. How are you? How is everything in this in this difficult time? Um, yes, I think I'm really fine, and uh, we are train a lot. You know, um, it's uh, just 29 days until the season opening, so it everybody is a little bit more stressed and careful and everything. You know, at this time, uh, it's really important to don't get sick, and uh, it's really difficult to, to don't get in contact with other people because uh, you have also a normal life outside of uh, biathlon. So uh, it will be really really complicated also this year but uh, it will be some special season i think so uh, i wanted to to talk about growing up and uh, how you got into biathlon because i know i think it's fair to say as i said in in the introduction you know you've put the sport on the map for a lot of Italians. You know, they follow the sport because of you. So how did you um, become obsessed with the sport and how, how was it growing up? Uh, yes, I was uh, beginning with biathlon when I was 10 years old because of my brothers and sisters. They did also biathlon, uh, but they stopped uh, after because, uh, yes, about school and everything, you know, it's a little bit complicated. <laughs> And uh, I was going to a sports school um, and that was a good decision, I think, because uh, if not, I would be not here now. <laughs> and uh, I think it was a great help for me because, of course, uh, I had uh, some um, some good trainings and races and with good results when I was young. But, of course, I had also a lot of friends which was not doing sports, so uh, they was just going out and everything. And uh, I was also a little bit uh, a party woman when I was um, younger. And uh, But it helps me a lot that from um, I was growing up and I had some, uh, I met my husband, he's uh, uh, much more focused than me, you know, and so uh, he was like saving me, you know. <laughs> If not, I would not be here. You know, uh, I mean, I had, I was always talented, but as I said, uh, I really liked the parties and enjoying the life outside from sport. And when I get a little bit older and wiser and everything, um, I knew that it was a good opportunity, and I just had to be really professional. And now I'm here. <laughs> That's interesting because uh, with biathlon, it's a fact that no one is fitter in the world than a cross-country skier. The VO2 maximum uh, record is held by an Olympic 
uh, cross-country skier. But there's also in biathlon, you have to have this incredible mental control over your emotions because that will show when you start shooting if you don't have control. So how interesting that you... Um, you were a party a party girl when you were younger. I didn't realize that. So, yeah, did, did that show when when you once you kind of got into a relationship? Did that really start to um, have an effect on your performance then? Yes, I think uh, as I said, when I knew my husband, uh, you know, I was a little bit out of. My, I didn't know what I want in my life and everything, and um, he just. Uh, um, how can I calm me a little bit, you know? So I had just a normal life and uh, not going out every weekend. And I think it helps me a lot. Of course, uh, I think everybody is a little bit different. Somebody never do parties and uh, just focus on sports. But, you know, uh, everybody has another character and it depends a lot with with who you are around, you know, and with which people, especially when you are young. Uh, if you have some friends um, like me, they don't understand nothing from sports. Of course, it's different. <laughs> As uh, if you have some friends, uh, they just do sport. It's another story, you know. Almost doubly true with something like biathlon in Italy. Of course, in Scandinavia, where there's a culture of of uh, a lot of these winter sports, um, but especially things that involve skis. People say you're born with skis uh, in Norway and stuff like that. But uh, even in Italy, I think, do people even now go biathlon? What is that? I mean, why did you choose biathlon? I'm sure you were you were really good at a lot of different sports. What was the, the driving reason that you chose biathlon? Um, maybe because I had some uh, good results when I was young. Of course, um, where I am from, there are a lot of uh, Olympic champions also in the past, from the past. So it's a little, um, yeah, it was also a big story, you know, if you did biathlon in my volley. And um, of course, I was playing a little bit football and everything, but there was just some boys. I was the only girl, so they didn't want me anymore. <laughs> And I was doing a little bit of alpine skiing, but uh, finally the biathlon was always more fun for me, especially with the shooting. Not the cross-country skiing, but the shooting was, I really liked it. <laughs> That's good. So uh, from that little girl, uh, the party girl who is calmed, um, to winning that first uh, world championship medal in the team event in, in 2013, I mean... How did that feel? You know, uh, I bet a lot of sacrifice, a lot of discipline, a lot of hard work had gone into that moment. How did it feel? Mm, of course, when we went, when we win the won the first uh, medal in the um, relay with the girls, 2013 in uh, Czech Republic, it was like uh, a highlight. You know, no nobody was expecting that because. Uh, we was not a strong team, you know. Uh, of course, we had some girls, four or five girls in Italy, but uh, it was not um, a big sport, you know. So uh, also the results uh, show it, showed it. So it, it's like uh, we was never in top 10, for example. And when we made the, the medal in the relay, it was really fun. And so the media, for the first time, they they began to write about us. And every year we get better and better. And um, 
um, it's really cool because now there are a lot of people who are follow, which are follow biathlon, you know. So uh, it's also good for the young people, for example, for the young athletes, because they see that it's possible to make some results. For example, when I was young, I was never thinking, oh, I can win the World Cup. It was like impossible, you know. I was even not thinking about that because for me it was like impossible, you know, because you just see the big nations and me, I felt so small, you know, like a little piece of nothing, you know. And <laughs> it's it's true, it's true. It's not like this. And then I was, you were just growing from year to year and from one year to the other, so you are like just in the, with the, with the top 10 or top 5 and uh, that it's really cool that we did it until the until the top <laughs> for you in 2014 knowing that you know you've got such a strong team or that have surprised a few people i guess that makes it more fun, you know, <laughs> right? So how was 2014 for you? <laughs> it's, of course, um, when you know that you can do something great, uh, you have also more pressure and uh, a lot of more expectations from the fans, from the media and everything. Uh, but uh, of course, there are also um, athletes, especially maybe when you are young, you just uh, want to be at the Olympics. You know, it's really special. It's completely different than a World Cup or... Or some other races, the feeling is different. Uh, um, how can I say you are like so? Um, how can I say the feeling? It's incredible, you know. And of course, uh, as I said, when you know you can do something good or some good result, it's it's fun, but it's also really how can I say a lot of pressure, as I said. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what what. I mean, I look at your Instagram feed and I hear your interviews, you know, afterwards and uh, you seem, you know, very confident and sure in yourself and and your ability. And so it's a surprise, you know, I guess, to know that in 2018 at Pyeongchang, uh, you know, I am correct me if I'm wrong about this, but you found it difficult, you know, uh, and were quite anxious about your performance and I guess it it's fair I think you know your current form has shown how fantastic you can be but in 2018 um you know what happened there for you and how are you feeling and and what lessons did you learn from Pyeongchang 2018? Uh, For me it was a really strange Olympic Games because of the um, I don't know it was really cold and windy and uh, for me it wasn't wasn't that feeling what I expect, you know, from Olympic, especially the village and everything. I was a little uh, down, you know, with my <laughs> with my mood. But um, of course, there was uh, the media was expecting that I will do some medals, but I wasn't expecting nothing from me. So <laughs> I was just to I was just focused also on the mixed relay because I know that we did it. We could uh, do it at um, at Sochi. And uh, so on Pyeongchang, of course, everybody wanted to to give everything in the mix, really. But I was never thinking to get an own medal, uh, individual medal for me. Of course, uh, I was just sick before I went to Pyeongchang, so it wasn't the best um, preparation. And of course, all everything with the jet lag. Um, I wasn't sleeping good, and everything 
together it was just too much but um, i think uh, somebody sometimes you have some some years where you are not feeling 100% and some years and but you never you don't know why or what you did different or everything but uh, of course after after pyeongchang i was just uh, um maybe more uh, how can i say more concentrate because i want to show that uh, i'm also strong if i even if i didn't make a individual medal you know so uh, i was uh, working really hard if, during the the summer after pyeongchang and uh, it went really well yes <laughs> <laughs> I think, that's, I think that's fair to say. I think um, uh, I wouldn't call Pyeongchang a failure because obviously you come back with the Olympic medal and that's an incredible achievement for anybody. Um, but I guess does it, does it free, did it free you up in a way to or did it give you that? I, I think you've hinted it, it giving you some more focus. You know, like, you know, you've gone somewhere uh, and found it really hard. You know, so I think your results afterwards have just been absolutely fantastic. You know, like was the was it a bit of a turning point in Pyeongchang for you, kind of mentally? Um, I don't know, but um, you know, I was never the athlete who was really good when it was a big event, never. And uh, I don't know why, because uh, I was more the athlete who was stable the whole year. I don't had so big up and downs, but I was more stable. So. Uh, uh, because of that, I was uh, a lot of times now, a lot of years now in the first five of the general overall. But uh, I was never, as I said, maybe it's because I was afraid or uh, I'm always, how can I say, before the races, I don't sleep. <laughs> it's like a small kid, you know. <laughs> but I'm not so confident as I as I look maybe in the interviews a lot, I have always a lot of questions and I always say also to my coach, uh, I don't feel so good. I feel, uh, yes, I don't, I'm not so sure about me. And uh, I know I need always my coach who's saying me, okay, it looks good from outside. And then I, then I'm, I, then I get a little bit more confident, you know, <laughs> but uh, yes, normally I'm not so confident. <laughs> What is, do you think, the the reason for that? Do you think is, is because now from being a consistent person just off the podium, you're consistently on the podium winning in these like massive events. So uh, including, you know, how amazing is it? I mean, that, I'm so jealous to win in, in Italy, you know, like as an Italian, the president turns up, right? And, and starts the whole event off and then, you become world champion twice, right? So, uh, how was that moment, and 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 what have you done? Like, how have you solved this uh, problem? I don't know. I I just remember that before the world championships, I was really nervous because the media and the fans, everybody was asking me how many medals you think to that you can win. But uh, you know, biathlon it's really um, a special sport because you have to be not only good on skis or not only good on shooting, but the both. And it's not always easy to to get two sports in one um, in the perfect way, you know. So because sometimes you are a little bit tired, so you ski don't you can't ski so fast, 
or you are missing a lot in the training, some targets, and then also in the races, you are really uh, not so confident. And um, but from outside, I think it looks really easy. I don't know because the people they <laughs> they don't they don't understand that it's really <laughs> really difficult. But of course, uh, it was uh, an amazing feeling when I was when I won the first race. It was uh, amazing, you know. I didn't expect nothing. Of course, it was beginning really good with the uh, mixed relay. We went, uh, we get the silver medal. And after that, maybe we are we was a little bit more relaxed, you know, as a team, and everything because, of course, also our technic and technical and uh, trainers, everybody was a little under pressure because, um, of course, you know, the whole Italian newspaper was writing writing about us, and it never happens normally, <laughs> as you know, it exists only football, so. <laughs> That was in February, right? That was at the end of February. And then Italy is suddenly thrown into this, the whole country is thrown into this incredible situation with coronavirus. Yes, it was, you know, uh, we didn't hear nothing about the coronavirus. Just the last day, I remember on the mass start, somebody was saying, okay, uh, maybe they have to cancel some races uh, because of uh, some virus. But during the World Championship, it was amazing. I didn't realize what it happened because it was so uh, just close um, into you, you know. It was just thinking about the race and everything. And then uh, yeah, after Mustard, it was everything like blocked. So <laughs> it was amazing. It was uh, not amazing, but how can I say um, really strange, you know, it was... At the beginning, you didn't realize what it was. Somebody was saying just it like a, a flu, like a flu. And somebody uh, said it's much more and you didn't know what you have to believe and everything. And yeah, that it was. So uh, after, of course, the last two, three weeks in the World Cup, because we still had to race in some other countries, it was really not the best situation in our team because uh, a lot of nations they didn't realize what is happening in Italy because in their in, in the country um for example Norway or Finland it wasn't like they wasn't like in this situation you know because we was just the whole time on social what it's happening now what it's what it's what they decide now and everything and so i couldn't really focus on the races anymore and I was really tired and everything I, I was living in Madrid and so yeah it was it was kind of like it was coming out you know it, in Italy we could see what was happening and then it seemed like Madrid just got like poof, shut down like in the heart and we were straight on our phones speaking to our Italian friends like what do you you know how are you surviving what are you doing so I mean what what happened? You know, how, how was it for you? What what um and you know, how has it affected those your, your people close to you? Uh, of course, um, my family, everything was really fine. So you know, it we are living in the Alps, so it wasn't so dramatic. But of course, uh, like just hundred kilometers far from from us away, it was really, uh, yeah, really a bad situation. So you never know okay, now it comes up to us, you know, the virus, so what we should do, and everybody was just afraid, you know, of course, I also have the grandmas, and, uh, you know, you never know. 
<laughs> it's like uh, you can't control it. You just have to stay at home and everything. But uh, yeah, now I, I think uh, it's not anymore so dramatic. But uh, of course, everybody has to to stay really focused and just at home. <laughs> I don't know whether you saw, but uh, in Juventus, they had Cristiano Ronaldo returning to training. They gave him like his medical, you know, after the lockdown or whatever. And everyone was like, he has the body of a 20 year old. He is like the world's fittest man. And I was like watching it earlier today. I, I was just, came, you know, kind of carrying him up on YouTube or whatever. And I was like... I wonder how Dorothea was after after she came back from like that. Like, uh, no, you know, it was uh, the first time that I was just at home three four weeks, and it was amazing. You know, because as I said, I went away from home when I was fourteen years old to get to a sports school, and after uh, I was just only always around about races, um, appointments, and so I was just at home some days, and then again make the back and uh, the back and go away again and uh, it was really busy all, always but i really relaxed at home for weeks and it was really nice you know <laughs> just to stay with the family of course it's not nice to say because uh, maybe some people they lost somebody but uh, i think for the athletes general it was uh, it was good just to uh, calm down and do nothing you know yeah like reset basically so strange then that's like you were on the road longer than you were growing up then that and then you were back to have a pause that's yeah. crazy so uh do you like training are you excited to be pushing yourself or would you prefer to be cuddled up and uh, it depends <laughs> It depends always how I feel. Of course, uh, sometimes, uh, especially after the lockdown, um, I was really motivated and it was really fun to train again. And then, of course, there are, you have some days or some weeks where you don't have so much motivation. Or it's me, sometimes I have some problems with the motivation, especially when I have to train alone, you know. Uh, I really like the group and I always need the the, the team. And the coaches who are just pushing a little bit, and uh, uh, and that is good, of course. Uh, I, <laughs> if the coaches say I have free day, a free day, of course I don't go to train. Of course, <laughs> I really enjoy my free days. You know, <laughs> I'm not so <laughs> focused. <laughs> that's funny what do you do then to what would be the perfect day to relax oh, i just wake up then breakfast then i go again in the bed <laughs> then go to the on the sofa to watch a little bit tv a lot of uh, food <laughs> just nothing you know just eating and watching tv sleeping and uh, that it's my perfect relax day you know <laughs> It's a really important year. I think that keeps being a bit forgotten about in the general chaos of 2020. People are wanting to book their places on the teams for the Olympic Games in 2022. Uh, so this is very, very crucial. 
Um, what are your goals for this season? And um, yeah, are you ready to start? Uh, I I'm never ready. You know, when it's, uh, somebody say me, it's just missing thirty days. 20 days, 10 days, and I was I'm thinking just, oh my God, I, oh my God, I'm not ready. <laughs> but then it's missing just one day, and the day after you have to start, and everything is beginning, beginning from again, from the new. But um, of course, I think I was training good, but you never know, you know. I think it will be a really special season because of the coronavirus, you know. Um, I'm a little afraid that, for example, they find they will find something uh, who is positive and the whole team can start or I don't know how it will be, you know. I think nobody knows how it will be. That it's a little bit, uh, um, yeah, I don't know how it will be the situation. We have just to to make race by race and, uh, and then we will see, yeah. By athletes are good at focusing and just focusing on one thing, but... This is a new challenge, I guess, to just focus on what you can control and you just cannot control, you know, that, that, I guess. I want to ask you a bit more about mindset. Shooting is, is a form of meditation, right? You know, you have to be so concentrated on uh, hitting the target that you cannot be thinking about, oh, I'm going to... I wonder if my tomatoes are what I'm going to have on my pasta. You know, like you cannot be, your mind has to be completely clear, right? And your breath has to be correct. So I think we could all do with a bit of a lesson in how to get yourselves in, into that mode. How do you get into that mode? It's really difficult to say, you know, because everybody is different. Uh, for example, me, uh, when I'm coming to the shooting range, I'm always... Uh, so much under pressure and uh, I was I'm just afraid to miss the targets because I know that if I miss I have no chance to win and um, it depends on the situation some days you have some days you are really sure about you you know okay the training was good you hit all targets in the training and so you are more relaxed in the race also of course when you have some days as I said before when where you are missing a lot in training and you don't know why, and then uh, and then also in the races, in the races it's much much more difficult. Uh, or for example, it happens sometimes that, for example, in the searing before the race, um, you make some shots and they are not good or they are not uh, so close, you know, all the five shots, and then you get a little bit uh, okay. And now I have to be careful, or I want to shoot good, and that it's the worst thing. Uh, for me, uh, like in Antols for the World Championships last year, uh, I wasn't feeling so good on the shooting and I was just uh, concentrated about one thing. And it works really well. Of course, uh, it depends also on which situation you are. If you know you can win or if you know, okay, now uh, I don't have to chance a chance anymore to make some podium or to get in, into the ten. And place, you know, uh, of course, uh, it's 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 difficult. <laughs> Everybody's different. Somebody has some mental coaches, for example. Um, me, I prefer just to do nothing with some mental coach. Uh, just do everything by my own and just shooting and everything. But uh, there are a lot of ways in, in ways where you can work. You know. Somebody have to make some yoga before, or but it's 
you know, uh, the shooting, it's like uh, automatism. It's like uh, you just do it the whole year and it's like just 20 seconds. So you come, you, every, everybody, everything has to be from alone. You know, you don't have to think now I have to do that or the other. It's normally you have just to switch off your head and uh, to shoot. That would be the best. Of course, when you begin to think that it's the worst. <laughs> I think that the, the switching off of the switch. That is too difficult, you know, that is really difficult just to switch off. Because that is, that is, I think, uh, to broaden it out, I think that's what people are finding so hard. I mean, personally, I'm finding it so hard to, you know, my son is literally one door away, you yeah. know, and work is in this room and then family is in this room. And where is the, where's the bit where, who am I again? You know, and I don't have time to clear my mind. So I'm interested in, yeah, how people are managing to, um, to clear their mind in the moment, especially in high pressure circumstances. Mm. Yeah, it, it goes everything so fast. So, uh, for example, sometimes after race, uh, I wanted to think about uh, my shooting, but I remember nothing. You know, it sometimes sometimes it's like that. You know, I didn't know which one I was missing, so I know nothing about the shooting sometimes. And sometimes I know everything because uh, uh, I was thinking about something. You know. But uh, it's it you can't control control always these things you know sometimes if you have uh, if you are um, how can I say uh, in a good shape everything is more easier and sometimes when you are just in a bad shape everything it's really hard and you have to think about okay now I have to do that and everything but because if not you you forgot something <laughs> you know? it's like this because there's this thing i think you're talking you're describing there is there's this thing called like flow state where you you have this like um level of concentration yeah. that is like just enough so that you you're concentrating so you like you don't fall over yeah. or do something really stupid like you know go the wrong way or something yeah. like that you're concentrating enough that you're in control but you're also detaching enough that you're not thinking ah, oh, she's in front of me, or, you know, like, get out of the way, or is that my auntie I saw in the crowd, or whatever, you know? You have to have, like, a, a balance of those of course, two things. It depends also with, uh, like, in the master, you see who is first, who is second, who is third, you know? It's, uh, that it's amazing, because uh, you can see that, and you, you know, okay, now she's shooting zero, no, now she's missing two, and I have still to shoot. So if I if I shoot zero, I'm in front, and it's really complicated. So, but <laughs> but it's something like that. And of course, we have so many races during the winter, and um, it's not always that you can be hundred percent. We are like we are not some machines, you know. So mm. uh, of course, uh, somebody, it's normal that we have everybody has some up and downs. I also wanted to talk to you about Instagram. Well, I think you're really good at it. If you can be good at a thing, I think you're quite good at Instagram. Like, you know, you uh, seem like yourself. There doesn't seem to be, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but you seem authentic on, on it where some people struggle, you know, with that. 
So, I mean, what do you think about it? What have kind of been the benefits for you of using Instagram and, and, and you know, what are kind of the pitfalls that you look to avoid? Uh, yes, of course, it's uh, really good for us uh, athletes, you know, uh, about to, to present the sponsors, you know, everybody uh, who sponsor you now want to want to know uh, about Instagram and the social media because they want it, they want to get a little bit, uh, how can I say, they want that I present them and everything, you know, it has to be a collaboration. Sometimes it's not so easy because... Uh, they want uh, 10,000 posts and everything. <laughs> <laughs> always, of, of course, it's not always nice because I don't want to sh show only publicity. You know, it's I just want to make some, don't want some sponsored uh, posts and everything. But it's like a part from our athlete, from, from us athletes, I think, you know. Um, and uh, of course, I'm showing also myself how I am. I mean, uh, when I want to drink or when I want to have a little party, uh, I don't have to, don't show nothing about to nobody, you know, I just, I just uh, show my life and I'm really enjoying my life. I, I don't have only biathlon. Okay. So uh, somebody is wondering, okay, she's not training what she's doing again uh, on a trip with the girls. So, you know, <laughs> And, um, but normally, of course, you always, I, in, I think generally people, they just show when you have, when they have some good days, you know, and that is normal. So, uh, normally I'm always a happy person, like 90% or 99% in a year. <laughs> I'm a happy person. So, uh, I, when I have a good day and I want to make some photos, I make it. And show also my private life sometimes, not too, not not too often, for example. And um, yes, and then again some training and uh, sometimes some uh, some photos on the sea with the bikini. You know, <laughs> it's like that. That it's that it's my life. You know, I don't have to 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 don't show some some things. I mean, I'm really open and. It's me. <laughs> I think your Instagram feed is kind of proudly athletic. You know, like you're, you don't, you know, you're here in your bikini shot maybe, but also competing and, you know, you're not afraid to show your like powerful femininity as well, which I think is, it's actually quite hard to do and you have to have a lot of confidence. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, I mean, uh, now in the last years or in the last years, yeah, I changed a lot, you know, because uh, there are a lot of girls who just show, uh, are just showing them uh, how they are really, you know, without Photoshop and without uh, the perfect makeup and everything. And uh, But it's everybody know that the social media is a little bit fake, you know, especially um how can i say the models you know they are completely i think on the covers and everything it's completely all photoshop and it's not a good example and i don't have some problems if i show my mask i mean they are there i can't uh, <laughs> i can't lose them you know i mean uh it's my uh profession i mean i mean you know i'm an athlete and it's of course it's also good that i'm sure that i don't have uh to be i don't want to be really skinny and everything i i think i really like also the women they have a little bit curve and they show that they are women no not only like this you know so skinny and everything <laughs> but that is i think a big problem from the social media that the 
there are a lot of uh, you know the perfect women and everything and the the, the small uh, the small girls see that and they want to be like this but they don't know that it is photoshopped or <laughs> it's like that but then but i i think in italy especially you know the uh kind of accepted standard of beauty is you only have to switch on the TV. And even for me, as a kind of open-minded uh, person who's watched probably too much television from the US and uh, in the UK, it's different in Italy. You know, it's very, um, there is a pressure, I guess, on young girls to look and, and fit into a, a certain way. But I think with examples like yourself and, Federica Pellegrini, you know, both both of you are kind of big on Instagram in inverted commas, but uh, are achieving things away from Instagram as well and kind of celebrating your, and rightly so, celebrating your achievements, but also your bodies on on Instagram, you know, like in in an interesting interesting way. I think it's Mm. a great example. Yes, of course. uh, If the person who are uh, working in the TV, for example, they are all, everybody's like perfect and skinny and everything. Of course, also me, I, sometimes I have days where I don't feel comfortable with myself and I was thinking just, okay, uh, I today I'm really ugly and everything. And uh, But it's normal. I think we are just human and it's normal that you don't can feel, feel you every day perfect and really happy and, uh, you know... Uh, <laughs> But uh, the important is just to be like you are, not to to be a fake for me. That is the most important thing. Anyway, uh, I think to fi- the final question would be, we're asking a lot of people because obviously 2020 has been such a challenge for everybody. Uh, what are you grateful for and and what have you got to be grateful for in, in 2020 uh, because it's been so hard? Mm, I think I'm really grateful that I have... Uh, such a good family you know uh, especially when I was at home they was always uh, I mean we was always together and um, just had fun you know so I think that is the most important that you have people around you which you uh, with who you can make uh, some fun and just enjoying the life you know and don't thinking always about the bad things from the life <laughs> <laughs> no I feel like I've injected some positivity your smile is infectious my actual jaw is hurting a little bit so i'll have to go and sort that out uh but no thank you so much for your time okay so thank you wish you a good day bye yes ciao Ciao. olympic channel podcast massive thanks to dorothea you can find her on instagram as Dorothea Vieira. I would love to know what you think of that interview. I'm on all social media as Eddie Knowles with a nine and E. And also we're on all social platforms as Olympic Channel as well. Give us a message. Okay, coming up next week, tell your figure skating friends, as I spoke to one of the most in-demand choreographers in the world, Benoit Richaud, about what makes brilliant choreography why music is so important in figure skating and much, much more. So excited to put that one out there. Okay, stay safe, stay stronger together and we'll see you very soon. Think like an Olympian.